Welcome to the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. My name is Richard Spencer. Thank you for joining me on episode 29. And we in March, baby. <laughs> I'm saying it like like March just began. Like, what is it? The end of March, pretty much. But uh, yeah, March Madness going on. So I'm pretty sure that all of y'all out there is enjoying yourselves. I'm pretty sure you filled out the brackets, and I'm pretty sure that all of y'all brackets are busted at the moment. I started watching the game yesterday, and I noticed that I think there was a commercial that said only one person remains that has a perfect bracket. And I'm like, man, that <laughs> that man is pretty doggone good because I expected nobody to have a perfect bracket at that moment. But honestly, man, that's why I've, I'm a bit sports fan right i love sports i love almost every sport known to man i love basketball football baseball all of that good stuff but one thing i've never done i've never filled out a bracket before believe it or not because i feel like it's so much luck like there's no way i can win there's no way i could get perfect like there's no way i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get something wrong on the first round so I don't really do that, but uh, if you do it, keep it up, man. You never know. You might you might be that one. You never know. You might be that one. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure I won't ever win the lottery, but let that lottery get up to $500 million, $600 million. I'm, I'm Somebody going to get this dollar. Somebody going to get these $2 because I'm going to take my chance on that. I'm not going to take a chance on the brackets, but I'm going to take a chance on $500, 600000000 million. Anyway, man, thank you all again for joining me. And I'm I'm gonna jump right in. This gonna this is gonna be a old school coffee and chat boxes podcast. We're gonna have some uh some five minute journal going on. We're gonna have some good news network. I might even put in a little a little coffee corner in there. You never know. And then uh we'll go from there. So let's jump right in to the five minute journal. And if you know anything about the five minute journal, you basically answer three questions uh the first one is what am i grateful for and of course you list all of the things that you you're grateful for for that day or that week and i normally give myself about three of those things then the next question is what can i get done to make life feel great so those are the the main things that you want to get done that day or that week right three things that if you get them done you're like man today has been awesome and i can go to sleep happy and then finally, I am. So this this typically comes in the form of one word, like I am super, I am a ninja, I am spectacular, all that cool stuff. Something that gets you motivated that might describe you, who you are right now, and it might describe who you're going to be in the future. So let's jump right in to what am I grateful for? So this past week, the first thing I'm grateful for is I had a great future leaders presentation. So the job that I work for, they have a great uh, they have a great program in which they pick out a few people and they uh, give them mentors and they give them an opportunity to learn more about the business and kind of raise them up in a leaders type thing. It's almost like a uh, development league in a way like. The NBA, they have the NBA, but they didn't have the development league. So the future leaders is kind of like a development league. And me and a lady named Renee, we had a presentation. We tag teamed it and uh, it went well. It went as well as it possibly could. And I'm actually going to share more about that uh, near the end of this podcast. It's three things 
that kind of hit me hard when I was doing a presentation that I really want to share with y'all. And I think it's going to resonate with you as you continue to grow, as we all continue to grow, right? So, yeah, Future Leaders presentation went great. Um, man, I'm grateful for that. The next thing I'm grateful for is that I read a book and I also listened to the book. It's crazy. I actually listened to the Audible book and I actually read it at the same time. And it is a book by James Altucher. He's my new superhero. I got like three or four superheroes, but he's he's one of my new ones. He got like he's part of the the final four of the of the uh <laughs> of my uh my superheroes. Uh, he has his book called Choose Yourself. I think it's an older book. I think it came out about 2012, 2013. And uh, it's a really good motivational book. And it's about choosing yourself. I mean, that's the name of the book. It's about focusing on you and making sure that the things that you do on a daily basis builds you up and also gives you the freedom to go out for your dreams and, and do things that you want to do. And to really live your life in a way. And the best part that I liked about it was that he kind of broke life down into four main areas. And it's funny because I I always think about these areas, but he actually wrote it in a book and kind of broke it down on how you should focus on those things. And if you focus on those things, you're actually choosing yourself. And if you choose yourself, uh, the world opens up to you. Like opportunities open up. Uh, you just have to take those opportunities. So the four main areas that he talked about real quick, he talked about the physical body, right? Like in order to be the best you, you have to exercise the body. You have to eat right and you have to sleep right. And for me personally, sleep is becoming a very important thing for me. Now, I, I know the culture that we're living in now. We're all about no sleep. We're all about working 19, 20 hours a day. Now, if if you can do that, and if that brings out the best you possible, then by all means do it. But James Altucher kind of opened me up and said, hey, you know what? If you're not that type of person, you don't have to strive to do that. And and I'm not. Like, honestly, if, if I want to bring the best version of myself to this world, it won't get it if I'm working 19, 20, 21 hours. I need my sleep. Uh, so he talked about that. And Oh, yeah, by the way, he's a millionaire. He made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it's not just me saying it like he gets sleep and he can still make millions. So if he can do it, I can do it. You can do it. We can do it. The next uh, area that he talked about was the emotional body. And this is you're like your, your heart, right? Like how you feel about life, how you relate to others. And there's two things that, that stood out to me in this case. So he talks about no negative people. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that we all are familiar with people that are just negative, that, that complains a lot, that um, that just doesn't see the positive side of life. And that's sad. That's unfortunate. Um, but you don't want to become that. You don't you don't need that in your life. And I'm not saying he, he actually says cut them off in your life. I'm not saying that. But you got to safeguard your heart, man. Like no matter how strong you are as a person. If your heart is just continually like bombarded by negative actions, by negative thoughts about uh, by complaining and, and, and all that good stuff, man, like you don't need that in your life. Like life is hard enough. And, and now you got other people bringing negative stuff to you, like help them out as much as possible. I'm not I'm me personally. I'm not saying shove them away, but you got to know. <laughs> 
you got to know when those negative thoughts and when those negative opinions is infiltrating your heart. Like we battle enough from within. Like we have to battle fear. We have to battle uh, anxiety. There's so many things that some of us have to battle against on the inside. So now that you got to battle on the inside and people on the outside, sometimes that's just too much. So he talks about emotional, take care of your emotional life. And uh, for me personally, the, the, the one thing that I do almost every single day that has helped me out a lot is meditation. And I'm going to tell you the cool thing about meditation. So meditation, the way I do, it, I just spend about 10 minutes a day um, using the app. And it's awesome. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, but meditation has helped me be in a moment when I'm in situations. And the cool thing about that is when you're in the moment, when you're fully aware of what's going on, you are fully aware of your emotions. Like you can see and feel the the anger coming on. You can you can see and you can feel the, the defensiveness going on. You can feel when when sadness and self-doubt is creeping up in your body. And the cool thing about being aware at that moment is that you can decide at that very moment not to entertain those thoughts. Like you fully feel it. You 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 focus on those feelings, and as you focus on those feelings, they actually subside and disappear. Amazing. Like it sounds like magic to me. Like, man, I don't have to be mad all the time. No, you do not have to be mad all the time. So that's why I love meditation and and once again focus on your emotional part of your life. And the next thing that he talks about is the spiritual. So uh, in this case, he say, hey, you know, focus on spiritual text reading, prayer, um, all of that good stuff. So if you're a Christian, of course, you're reading the Bible. Um, you're praying to God. If you're any other kind of um, religious person, you're reading any kind of spiritual text uh, that you believe in or anything like that. And that has played a bigger role in my life, you know, reading the Bible more, um, all of that good stuff. And then finally, the mental body. And this this is the missing piece for me, especially, um, which is uh, exciting for me to learn more about this. So one, he talks about reading two hours a day. Now, I, I, I won't lie. I won't lie to you. So with me exercising, with me working at least 40 hours a week, 45, 50 hours a week, me podcasting, me being a family man, me cooking, me taking care of the girls, being with my wife. I'm like, how in the world am I going to read two hours per day? I don't know right now. <laughs> I do not know. I'm trying. Like the other day, I got up to like an hour and 15 minutes. I was excited about that. And I'm going to keep pushing for that because uh, the next component that he talked about is 10 ideas every day. And to me, this is super duper exciting. He says that every single day when he wake up, he come up with 10 ideas about anything. So it could be related to a business. So like uh, 10 ideas to make a new mobile app or 10 ideas to redo my website or 10 ideas to surprise my wife or 10 ideas to celebrate my kids report card, like anything, anything that you could think of, come up with 10 ideas. Uh, me, I'm trying to think of some more examples, 10 ideas of what I can do to get in shape, uh, 10 ideas of what I can do to make my city the best city in the whole world, uh, 10 ideas that I would like to give the president to make the world better again or not again, but make the world better or whatever. Like it could be anything. Now, here's the the benefit of that. He says that 
if you read a lot, right, you're getting new ideas from other people. And then you're also exercising your mind about creating 10 ideas um, every single day. He said, if you do this for five, six months, you're going to be an idea making machine. Now, I'm going to tell you what's so important about that and why I'm so excited about trying this. Because when you think about it, when it comes down to it, making money is nothing but ideas. Like, think about the company that you're working for. for. The idea or whatever part of they're working on, it came from an idea from a person. Um, The company that I'm working for, Millviewer, it came from an idea of two guys and one of the guys' mothers. Anything that 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 has been generated in this world comes from ideas. So if you can generate amazing ideas, if you could generate good ideas, if you could generate ideas that could be executed on, the world is yours. Like, man, we can we can do some amazing stuff if we come up with some really cool ideas. And it just comes down to exercising our mind by reading two hours a day and creating 10 ideas every day. So four main areas from choose yourself, physical body, take care of it, emotional body, protect it, spiritual body, read, pray, all that good stuff and mental body, read, create ideas, man. So I love that book. You should get it. It's amazing. I think it changed my life for the better. So yeah, I'm grateful for finding that book and reading it at the same time. And then finally, uh, this past weekend, I had the opportunity to spend some really good time with my daughters. So my wife, she was away. She had to do some things for her friends. And so it was just me, my little one, and my bigger one. And we had a awesome time. So the first thing that we did was we went to a bookstore. And <laughs> when I went to the bookstore, second in Charles, I haven't been in there forever. No, I, I think this was actually my first time. It was overwhelming. Like, I'd never seen that many books and that many toys in my life. I didn't know what to do. But uh, we ended up going to coming books and getting books and stuff like that. And it was cool. My girls got the books that they wanted. Um, one got Captain Marvel. That was the older one. And the younger one, she loves Spider-Man. So she got the little coming book with the, with the little uh, Spider-Man kid or <laughs> or the Batman kid. All, all kind of people like that. Just the little people. And it was awesome. Um, until my three-year-old just decided to start screaming and crying out of nowhere. And it was embarrassing and I didn't know what to do. So it just, it's funny. Like you have everything under control and then out of nowhere, something happens and you were like, man, should I just run out the store? Um, cause I'm so embarrassed or should I just stay here? Or I don't know what to do. Um, but luckily it only lasted for a few minutes. So we good. And then we actually went out and ate. It had a new restaurant in Augusta, Georgia called The Frog in the Hen, and it was good food. It was amazing. Had a really good time with my girls. The only the only bad part that happened was I saw my little one. She had a plate. I was scared she was going to drop it, so I reached out to get it. I was like, baby, don't drop it. And then <laughs> somehow I hit my glass of water, and glass went everywhere. I'm like, man, how in the world am I a daddy, and I'm the one making a mess? Like, my kids were perfect. They made no mess. I'm the one that putting water everywhere. But uh, but either way, even though I, I made a mess, um, I had a really good time with my girls and I'm really grateful for that opportunity. OK, so that was what I was grateful for. Now we're going to move into what can I do to get things done and make life great? 
So the first thing I got on here is read more about mindset. If you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, I've been really focusing on mindset and action and how um, our minds and our thoughts play such a huge role in our life. And to me, it's just absolutely amazing because when you think about thoughts, when you think about ideas, it, it just didn't, it's like almost like not reality because we can't physically see those things. Um, but they play a huge role in our physical world. Like the thoughts and the ideas that you have impact your life uh, on a day-to-day basis and they actually impact others on a day-to-day basis as well. So um, I've been reading this book called Mindset and it was a quote that really stood out to me. And uh, it hit me really kind of hard, really hard actually. And it talks about the fits mindset. And the quote says, a fixed mindset is believing that your qualities are carved in stone and there's no way to actually improve those things. Now, what's interesting about having a fixed mindset is that uh, it creates an urgency in you to prove yourself to others over and over and over again. Um, And I'm pretty sure that either you have uh, felt this way before or you've seen people um, in this mindset, it's like you could tell that they are trying their best. They're trying almost too hard to approve, uh, to get approval from others, to letting them know that you're better than other people or that you're smart or that you're super duper talented or you have all the skill sets that you need in life. And uh, it hit home to me because I sometimes do have that mindset. And I think that comes in the form of uh, people pleasing. Like and I've known this for a while that oftentimes I I try too hard to please others. I try too hard to put myself down a little bit to bring other people up. And I, and I think there's some good in that. Like I really love to have people uh, be happy, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But it's a bad thing if if I jeopardize who I am as a person in order to please other people. Um, and it. And this book, this mindset, this fits mindset, let me know that I definitely got some stuff to work on. Um, and she and the book also talks about uh, having a growth mindset. And that is uh, based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through your efforts, your strategies and help from others. So to me, that's the mindset I want. I think that's the mindset that we got to have. It's naturally to want to prove ourselves. Right. But but to know that you can grow, to know that you can adapt, to know that you can learn anything that you want to learn that's powerful. What's made that so powerful is that we will look at failure totally different. When we fail at something, when, when we fall short of something, if we make a mistake, instead of saying like, man, this is the end of the world, um, the people will look at me silly or or people will not trust me anymore. With the growth, growth mindset, we we will be like, you know what? I got some stuff to learn and I can learn it. Um, I got something to approve on and and this is going to make me a better person. A friend of mine, my my the, the, the CEO of the company that I work for, he actually sold it. But uh, he said there are two great teachers that you can have mentors and failure. And that hit hard to me like that sums up life. Uh, have mentors, right? Have people that can pour life into you. Um, but pay attention to your failures. Pay attention to your mistakes because there's so much 
knowledge in those failures. There's so much thing that we can grow from those failures if we focus on growth overall. So then finally, um, I am, I am, I am able to grow. That is the word that I'm giving myself. Um, I've been experimenting a lot in different categories. Like I've been experimenting in video editing and audio editing, and it's been kind of overwhelming a little bit, right? Like I'm so used to being able to develop software pretty easy without much thought, but video editing is a whole new ball game to me. And having to learn and put in time, it's been a, it's been somewhat of a struggle for me. Um, so this word is letting me know that I can grow, that I can learn, that I can prosper. Uh, a guy by the name of Tim Billion, he said this. Uh, I saw him say this on Instagram probably about three weeks ago, and, and it has become a mantra to me. And it says that I am able to do anything I put my mind to as long as I'm willing to pay the price for success. And that is the life I'm living. That's the life I want to live. That's the life that we should all strive for, I believe. Uh, Being able to grow, being able to do anything that we want to do, if we're willing to pay the price, because there is a price. We're going to have to put time in. We're going to have to put effort in. We're going to have to put our pride in. Like, we got to lower our pride to let us know that we have to learn and that the first attempt of doing something is going to be crappy. Like, like the videos that I'm going to put out, like I got to know in my head, like they won't be the top of the line videos. But once again, I am able to grow. I am able to mature. You are able to grow. We can grow. So that's my word. And that is my five minute journal. It probably took me longer than five minutes than five minutes to talk about it. But I just want to share that with you all, and I'm hoping that y'all do this too because looking back at life, kind of doing self-reflection plays a huge role in our future. All right, folks, let's uh, let's jump in to the coffee corner. So the coffee and corner, and I have to admit something to you, and that thing is this. I am not drinking coffee right now. Yes, that's unfortunate. Yes, this podcast is called Coffee and Chat Boxes. But believe it or not, I think I had enough coffee for today. I, I, I've had enough coffee <laughs> for today. Um, so I will make that up to you. Like for tomorrow, I'm going to drink two cups of coffee for the episode 29. But for now, I just have a coffee mug in my hand. And it's a cool one. And I just want to talk about it for a few minutes. And it is one that I got from Las Vegas. I love it. Um... It's a cool cup. It has a few chips in it that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But the message on the coffee mug says, Welcome to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm going to tell you why I chose this coffee mug for this week. Las Vegas, right? When you think about Las Vegas, you think about money. You think about gambling. You think about showtime. You think about the glitz and the glamour. All of that good stuff. Las Vegas is how can I say it without without making the without making my Las Vegas folks mad. How can I do this? Um Las Vegas can be a facade, right? Like we see the Las Vegas that they want us to see on TV, but we all know that's another side to Las Vegas. Like the glitz and the glamour, all of the 
everybody going into the casino and and making a whole bunch of money. Like we know that's fake. We know there's some real tough stuff going on in Nevada. We we know that it ain't all peaches and cream when it comes to the city. And that kind of made me reflect on myself uh, and, and wanting to just to say, just to clarify uh, to all my listeners out there, like I'm not perfect and I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm trying to be perfect, right? I, like I'm trying to get better, but I don't want to put on a perception that I'm perfect because I'm not like tonight. I should be going to sleep at nine 30, but I know I'm going to be, <laughs> I know I'm going to be watching the walking dead because I'm not perfect. And, and neither are you, but this podcast is all about striving. It's all about motivation. It's all about seeing where we want to go and doing our best to go there. We might not ever make it quite to where we want to be, but man, you know what? We're going to enjoy life while going for it and we're going to go for it. Like no question about it. I'm going to try to be the best version of myself as I can be. Um, but I'm also going to enjoy life at the same time. So that's why I'm not working 19 hours a day. You're going to let me get my seven and a half hours of sleep at least six. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's a coffee mug that I want to talk about. Las Vegas. I love y'all. Y'all like the first place I went to, uh, to eat Shake Shack at. And I love Shake Shack. And <laughs> I would tell you, like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sheltered as a person. Like I went there, when all of the casinos stayed at the MGM Grand and all of that good stuff, stayed there for like three or four days, and I only gambled one time. Like I put a dollar in the slot machine and won fifteen cents. So if <laughs> if you do the math, I technically lost eighty five cent. But you know me, I always look on the bright side. To me, I won fifteen cent. They say I won. They gave me fifteen cents, so I won it. So yeah, forget math. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about uh, some good news. That's another thing I'm bringing back to the podcast, a good news network, mainly because we know we get so much bad news in the world. Like we get all of this R. Kelly news and we get this Robert Mueller investigation news and we get all of this, all kind of news, right? Like you don't have to look for bad news, but sometimes you have to look for good news. And I found some for you and it's actually on a personal level. And uh, my oldest daughter, my, my Nadia Spencer is the student of the month at her school. And I am so excited and so proud of my little girl. Like she is, if there's one girl that just is super like loving and just super caring for people and super duper smart, she is the one. Um, I love that little girl. And I'm not like a crazy parent, right? But I, I am competitive and I'm, I'm super proud of her. But uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I don't see why my girl can't be student of the month every single month. Like, I know we want to, you know, celebrate other kids, right? Like, we want to do that. But, I mean, let's be real. Like, my little girl is special. Like, <laughs> she's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I think she should be. She, she could at least go two times. Like, for 2019, for 2018-2019 school year. She could be the first, like, repeat student of the month, like, back-to-back, you know what I mean? Like, the Golden State Warriors. Like, she probably could get three out of four, like, three out of four. I don't see why not. So, uh, the school, Tobacco Road Elementary, uh, holla at me, you know? She, 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 I think she deserves it. Anyway, anyway. So, uh, the main topic, real quick, 
I'm just going to talk about some of the takeaways that I got for my future leaders presentation. And the presentation overall was a an, an amazing event, an amazing opportunity for me to uh, to share knowledge that I gained from reading a book called Radical Candor. Um, me and my partner, her her name is Renee. Uh, we practice a lot. We practice hard. I'm going to talk about a little bit more about that later. Um, thanks to her, by the way, like she's the one that scheduled and made sure that we practice a lot, but it was good. Um, but basically I just want to give you a brief overview of the book in case you wanted to read it. It's a book, uh, by a lady named Kim Scott. The book is called Radical Candor and it's about, uh, communicating, um, and leadership in general. And by the way, the lady worked at Google and Apple. So that's uh, like my two favorite companies. So that's the main reason why I I chose the book. I'm like, okay, she worked at Apple and Google. And then she actually worked at Twitter too. I'm like, okay, she got to know something. So let me learn a little bit from her. Uh, She talks about two main things. If you want to be a good leader, if you want to be a true leader, you need to develop uh, deep, caring relationships with the people that you lead. And you also need to uh, challenge them directly. So what that means is that develop relationships, right? Uh, care for the people, care about their career, care about the person as a person and not just a person that's doing what you want them to do. And then challenging directly. So that basically means letting them know what you expect and letting them know what you want um, when it comes to productivity and things like that. And not allow, you know, not be like passive aggressive or things like that, but let your thoughts and, 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 and feedback be clear so they can understand and execute. And if you combine those two things, according to her, you have radical candor and then you can have true um, teammates, true teams that are are doing the extraordinary in life. Um, but enough about that. Three takeaways, three quick takeaways that I learned and I really appreciate it from this future leaders presentation. Uh, the first one is that preparation matters. Prepare yourself for any kind of presentation that you may have. Um, no matter how big or small that it may be. So the first point is that preparation matters. So uh, we prepared a lot. We practiced a lot. I should have thought we over practiced. Uh, I thought we just practiced too much because I had a lot on my plate with other um, projects and stuff like that. But shout out to Renee. Uh, I won't call her a drill sergeant, but she was she was on point. She made sure that we practiced uh, almost not daily, but as enough to where we was comfortable in presenting to the leaders and future leaders in our organization. So we got a, a, a some feedback from the president of our organization and it, it kind of blew my socks off. It, he said that um, the overall level of your presentation showed that the, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. He said the overall level of preparation showed that the presentation came out effortlessly. Um, and it hit me hard there. So he's saying that he, I know y'all prepared for this. Like, I know y'all put in the work for this and I, it showed like y'all performance was effortless and it was entertaining. Um, so it, it, that just reiterated to me that preparation matters. And if you think about it, we see preparation everywhere. Like think about basketball players, think about NBA players, right? Think about LeBron James and, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Top of the line folks, right? The best of the best. They got skills for days. Like they they are the top of the line. 
they still prepare for every single game. If you see them, uh, let's say they got a game at 8 o'clock, right? They are out there shooting and warming up and, and preparing mentally at 6 o'clock, 6.30, 7. They are preparing their bodies and their minds and their souls for an event, for the preparation um, to show their skills and talents to the world. And even before then, right, like uh, camp, they have camp before the season even starts. They eat right. They exercise right. Everywhere around us, it's, it's, it's apparent that we have to prepare ourselves for events that are coming up, um, whether it's a presentation, whether it's a, a, a performance of any type, anything that you have in your life or at your job. The next thing is, is be you. And that's the main thing that I try to do in this presentation is to be myself. And I'm going to tell you, like, when it comes to speaking, I'm, I'm going to give you a few of my, my other superheroes when it comes to public speaking. Uh, Eric Thomas, uh, also known as the E.T., the hip hop preacher, uh, Brandon Bircher and uh, Tony Robbins and Trent Shelton. If you look at those four guys, like they are super duper like energized, right? Like. I won't say they're screaming, but they're talking loud and some of them are dancing. I don't think, I don't think Eric Thomas dances, but like the other guys, sometimes they'll come out and dance. Like my homie Trent Shelton, like he has a, a, a rap song and it gets some people hyped and going and it's cool and it gets me going and it gets me excited. But I'm like, dang it. I, I have to be me. And even though their talents and the way they present gets me excited, I would be so fake if I tried to do what they do. I mean, I could have energy, right? Like I could have energy, but, but you won't see me like Eric Thomas, like Eric Thomas has his style and his style is him. Like he's being, he's being him at that very moment when he's presenting, he's talking to the world and I have to be me. And, And when it comes to my presentation skills, I love to make people laugh I love to try to, to relate to people. Uh, I try to let people know that the things that I'm talking about, I'm not only uh, practicing it, but I'm, I'm trying to uh, implement it even more in my life. Uh, I have to be me when it comes to pre- presenting, when it comes to presentations. And you can be you, right? Like if you're funny, hey, be funny. If, if you're serious, be serious. Just be you. It's a performance, but you at the core needs to be presented because even more so than just the message that you're bringing, people want to see you and, and they want to know the real you. And they they will find out soon enough if you being you or you just up there trying to be somewhere else that you're not. And then finally, gratitude. It, it was a strange feeling. This, this is one of those feelings that I never had when it came to presenting and talking to an audience. The whole time, whether I was speaking or Renee was speaking, I just had this overwhelming feeling of gratitude, like being grateful for this moment, being grateful for all of the time that we had to practice. And and it's strange to me because I've never felt that before when it comes to presenting. Like normally is either uh, excitement, it's either a little anxiety because I'm a little nervous or it could be just straight up nervous. Like I remember one time uh, at another future leaders meeting, we had to present in public uh, like face to face with everybody. And 
I was so nervous at that moment for some reason that I noticed that my right leg was shaking. And because I noticed my right leg was shaking, that kind of reiterated or reinforced the, neg- the, the nervousness in my body. So I just got just overwhelmingly nervous. Like I got through the presentation and it was okay, but I know it wasn't my best. But this presentation was so different and it was, it was strange, but it was, I hope I, I hope I have that feeling again, that just grateful, grateful for the opportunity to talk, to share um, some things that I've learned to others, man. And, and it's amazing. And there's a, and I think that comes from the result of, of practicing of preparation and being me and, just realizing that any kind of presentation that you're doing, you're just talking. Like I remember a month ago, I got nervous about the presentation and I told myself, I'm like, man, why are you nervous? It's it's just talking. Like it's just talking. When you presenting, when you recording a video, when you're talking to others, it's just talking. Um, But back to gratitude, man. Like I've been really focusing on that lately and I've, I learned two things about gratitude lately. I've watched the video. I wish I knew who I saw. Um, but he was talking about how the mind, when it comes to emotions, we can only feel like one emotion at a time. So if you're nervous, you're going to feel nervous. If you're anxious, you're going to feel anxious. If you're mad, you're going to feel mad. So feel gratitude. Like choose to feel gratitude at a moment in which you should be nervous. And you can't help but feel gratitude instead of nervousness. I'm like, man, that... Dang it. I wish I thought of that. That's what, that's the first thought that I had. I was like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. But the next thought was like, man, thank you for sharing that with me. And then finally, um, you could generate feelings of gratefulness in your mind and in your heart. So each night when I go to bed, I think about positive stuff. So one of the things I do think about was that quote that I said earlier in which I said, you, I can do anything that we put our mind to if we're willing to pay the price for greatness. And then after that, I spend, right before I go to bed, I spend about five, 10 minutes just being grateful, being grateful for the people that I love, for the people that love me. So that means being grateful for my two daughters, being grateful for my wife, being grateful for my mother and my grandmother. Then I try to spread it out a little bit more, being grateful for my friends that I have in my life, the people that I go to church with. And then I spread it even further to the people that I work with, my coworkers that I see every day. And I spread it out, spread it out, just spread it out. Um, gratefulness, gratitude. I talked about last week, I talked about how uh, persistence is a superpower. I'm not going to lie to you. There's, there's more than just one superpower. And I, I'm beginning to believe that gratitude is a superpower. Gratitude for life, gratitude for the opportunities that we have. Yes, we're not where we want to be, but doggone it, like, life is still good, right? Like, if you think about it, man, life is still good. So let's be grateful. Let's let's have gratitude in our heart. Let it shine. Let us show gratefulness for others. Let's, let's show gratitude to the world. Who knows? We might have more good news in the world than bad news. And I won't have to go searching out for good news to share on each podcast so yeah that's it 
three things that I learned from my future leaders presentation, preparation matters, be you, and have gratitude. So that's it, folks. Thank you again for joining me. Hey, look out for me on uh, Instagram. I'm pretty heavy on there. Richard T. Spencer. Uh, Coffee and chat boxes if you want to hit that up, too. Um, I'm looking to get out on YouTube. Give me some ideas. I'm willing and able to do anything. Um, well, I don't know about able, but I'm willing <laughs> to do any kind of videos, motivational videos, tech videos, anything. But uh, thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And, and hey, I'm grateful, like from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful for each and every one of you that are listening to this episode. Thank you.